Hey, welcome to Focus Dimensions, the podcast, where I discuss all things spirit, magic, and how it is all a part of this vast multiverse. With a focus on my journey through African spirituality, topics of history, healing, conjure, and magic will be on the menu. Stay tuned for riveting interviews with guests and more. Come on in and sit a spell. Hey, thank you for returning for another episode of Focus Dimensions. I am back and rejuvenated. Took a week off and uh, basically just sat with spirit and was able to hear clearly some things that spirit wanted me to get. Last week was interesting. And uh, quite frankly, I'm glad that I was able to just kind of sit and be quiet. You know, I made a post that said, when spirit tells you to rest, you rest. And when spirit tells you to hush, you hush. And so I needed to be able to hear, but also not interject in all that was going on. Um, it becomes groupthink when everybody's talking and everybody's giving their opinion on the stuff that's happening. And I did not need to add to the chaos that was already happening. So I took that time to just focus on what spirit was giving me and quite a bit was going on and quite a bit spirit was wanting me to see and hear. And so I am back with another episode. And, and this episode is going to talk about the ancestors. And I want to give a, a little bit about the ancestors, not so much about um, how to put together an altar or that type of thing, but just to kind of talk about who the ancestors are. Because what I find is that even when I'm talking with clients or, or just people in general, they have this perception of the ancestors. And I, whether it's, oh, I don't know how to talk to them. I don't know how to honor them. Uh, what if I call the wrong ones? All kinds of things that I hear. And so this particular episode, just I just want to just kind of give you my thoughts on who they are and what they, you know, what it is that we can expect from them. A lot of times and venerating the ancestors can get a bit confusing. And because people, we have been taught different things about the ancestors. And I kind of get into that. But I want to make sure that you understand, that first and foremost, your ancestors can be different. They may be different from mine. There is no one size fits all when it comes to the ancestors. And I'm primarily talking about my lineage and and my culture. I can't speak on another culture because I'm not part of another culture. I can only speak on my African lineage and heritage. And so that's where I'm coming from. And you pull from it, if you're of another racial or cultural aspect, then you pull from it what you may, as I always say, eat the meat and spit out the bone. And so who are the ancestors? The the ancestors are those who once lived in this human society and 
having fulfilled certain conditions are now in the spirit realm. They could be blood related or not. They could be connected to you by in-laws or through adoption or just invested in your well-being. They could be higher elevated ancestors. There are different types of ancestors. And while I do have a few that I'm going to name, they're not limited to these. So you have the blood ancestors. These are the the ones who we normally think of first. They are your deceased parents, grandparents, great-grandparents. They are other blood relatives. They don't have to be the the people that are older than you. They could be the cousin. They could be the the sister. They could be the uh aunt or the the uncle. They don't have to necessarily be the grandparents or great-grandparents or what have you. And so they are the blood relatives that have lived somewhat decent lives and they have uh, left this physical plane and gone into the spirit realm. So that's the blood ones. You have your lineage ancestors, and these consist of those that are uh, not directly blood related, but maybe through adoption or marriage or some form of binding partnership, including ritual. It doesn't have to be the standard westernized marriage concept. These are people that are part of your lineage. They could be in-laws, but they are they are people definitely who are invested in your well-being. That's your lineage ancestors. Then there are your affinity ancestors. These are the ones that share a similar vocation or cultural identity to you. And they could be someone, you know, that maybe you're a writer. And so you may feel an affinity towards Maya Angelou. She would be an affinity ancestor. And so these would be people that you share something in common with by way of vocation or cultural identity. And then you have your saints. These are the ancestors who have achieved power through a life of spiritual focus, who choose to remain accessible for the living to assist them. And so you you have those different types. And again, this is not an exhaustive list. There may be others that you may find that don't fit in these categories. And there is no wrong or right to this. And, and I think that's where we kind of get caught up because we want to apply absolutes to the spiritual journey. There are absolutes, yes, but in some cases we can't apply absolutes to everything. And so with that, ancestors differ in energy and temperament. You know, I hear folks say quite a bit, my ancestors don't play about me, or um, some even try to assert that their ancestors are better than somebody else's. Y'all, I don't subscribe to that. Um, that gets really, to me, I don't even know the word for that. Because when I hear people try to assert that their ancestors are, you know, they better than somebody else's ancestors, I'm like, huh, how do you know who ancestors doing what? 
And I think we need to, we really need to get away from that because there is no one size fit all when it comes to the ancestors, especially if all you're doing is talking. You're not venerating your ancestors. Now, now, I'm not saying this is everybody, but there are some people who will scream up and down, my ancestors don't play about me, but you ain't gave them a glass of water. You haven't lit one white candle to light the pathway for them. And so we have to be honest and, and understand what our ancestors, who our ancestors are, and that they differ in the way they are with us. And so... We're also, you know, we get into this habit of trying to make our ancestors be one thing. And I'll get into that whole genie in a bottle thing in a bit, but they're just not one thing. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is that we are taught to fear our ancestors. Religion, especially Christianity, has a long history in and of a for enforcing the thought that calling on the ancestors is demonic and that we're worshiping our ancestors. Yeah, we don't worship the ancestors. They wouldn't want us to worship them. They're not gods. And so what we do is we honor them. We venerate them. We honor their experiences, their lives, their sacrifices, the wisdom that they have that they impart upon us. That's what we do. We don't worship the ancestors. And so when I hear, and and, and I'll be honest, like I said, I've, I've said this before in other podcasts. I have family members who have whole congregations. I have cousins who are preachers who have whole congregations whole congregations, but they don't come for me. And, and, and I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm not going to lie in it and try to pretend like I'm the big bad wolf. I think there's a mutual respect there. I respect what they do. And I would like to think they respect what I do. And so I, I don't have people coming and telling me, Oh, what you're doing is demonic and you're going to hell and Jesus loves you. Come back to God. I don't have that problem. I don't I don't have people coming to me like that. And this is what I said about the ancestors. If it is so demonic to honor the ancestors, why y'all were why y'all uh honoring Jesus? Because isn't Jesus an ancestor? Didn't he die? Didn't he die on the cross and go into the spirit realm? Because he's not physically here. So to say that worship, to, to say that honoring the ancestors is wrong, then that will lend to the fact that the same thing you doing in church is wrong too. So we have to be very careful about how we apply different things in the name of religion and Christianity um, but I, I'm not going to harp on that. Um, one of the things that I know, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, was that I've heard clients and even relatives, they'll say, well, what if I call on the wrong ancestors? What if the wrong ancestors come? And, and, and I always tell people, well, 
there is a way you do call them. And you have to be confident that when you call them in a specific way, the right ones are going to come. I tell people all the time, call on your highest elevated and honorable ancestors. Call on those benevolent ancestors, the ones that are of love. Those are the ones you call on. You literally say, honorable and enlightened ancestors, I call you forth to hear me. That, that's what you say. You're calling a specific group of ancestors from your lineage. You're not calling on all your ancestors. Please don't do that. All your ancestors don't need to be coming to see about you because all your ancestors may not be um, where they need to be to help you. And you might not want all, your, all of them helping you. Just be cognizant of that. So that's why I tell my clients and I tell my relatives, call on your highest elevated honorable ancestors. And and so we we have to know that, again, there are certain ways to go about this there. My way may be different from yours. There are again, I this is not one size fit all. I will say that you want to be careful and not call on all the ancestors. You know, we got some ancestors that may not have been, you know, good. And so those are not the ones you want to come see about you. And so the ancestors are in the spirit realm, y'all. They they are in the spirit realm, not heaven. This is what trips me out because as I talk about the spirit realm, I had a client to ask me this, and this was a very good question. And they asked, well, what does the spirit realm look like? And I had to answer as best of my ability of what my ancestors have told me, as well as my spirit team, my spirit guides and helpers, and my higher self. The spirit realm looks a lot like where we are right now in this physical plane. It it doesn't look like what we've been told in church. We've been told in church that the streets are paved with gold and that the angels will be playing harps and singing hallelujah. That is not what the spirit realm looks like. And I will be honest and tell you that the ancestors got an awakening when they crossed over from the physical plane into the spiritual realm. And it was not what they thought it was. Would I be lying and saying that some of these ancestors felt bamboozled? They did. Because... A lot of them who were in the church were thinking that they were going to go on to glory. And they went into this realm that was much like what they left, still needing healing, still needing to do some work. And and so that is why I often talk about the ancestors the way I do. People will understand when when, it, when you have a session with me, I really dive deep into the ancestors. I even have a class that I I teach with regard to the ancestors and who they are, how you venerate them, how you honor them, and whether to have an altar or not. And I won't get into all of that, because basically that would be too long of a of a podcast episode because again one size doesn't fit all there may be some that don't require you to have an altar because truth be known you are the altar you are a living breathing 
altar. As you heal, they heal. As you venerate them and talk to them because they live and breathe through you, you are their direct descendant. You are their bloodline. And so one of the movies that I absolutely love, I have watched numerous times since it first came out, was Coco. And for those of you who have seen it or have kids, small kids or cousins, nephews, whatever around you, you probably have heard of this movie. Coco is a movie, um, I think it's on the Disney Plus channel right now. And it's about this boy in the Hispanic culture where he literally, it goes into the spirit realm. And he's looking for his idol. And in, I'm not going to give the whole movie away. You got to watch it because it's so eye-opening when you look at the movie and the ofrenda, which is an altar in uh, Spanish. And you look at how they venerate, how the Hispanic culture venerates their dead. And that often is seen in the African culture. We we are very similar in that. And so in the movie, there is a particular character who can't be on the altar for whatever reason. Again, I'm not going to give the movie away. But I'm making this point because I want you to understand it's the same way here. It's the same way in real life, there are some of your ancestors that won't be able to be on the altar. There are some ancestors that need healing. Now, that's not to say that the ones that need healing, all the ones that need healing don't need to be on the altar. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when they, when your ancestors go into the spirit realm, they need, they're still needing things. They're needing healing. They're needing energy. They're needing things. I remember seeing a particular medium online um, and on YouTube, and, and hey, you believe what you want to believe, but he was talking about how ancestors, you know, once they get over to the spirit realm, they don't need anything. Yeah, I challenge that. I I sincerely challenge that because I know what my ancestors have said to me. I know what others have ancestors have said, and that. This is not what they thought it would be. And so a lot of this kind of means you have to sit with these ancestors. You have to understand who they are, what they need. And again, I that's something that takes divination. That's something that takes you sitting and understanding what it is they need and how they need it. And so... Again, going back to the ancestors that are not ready for veneration. These are the ones that have led chaotic lives. These are the pedophiles, the murderers, the rapers, rapists. These are the callous souls that didn't care about others or the ones that refused to forgive. I have seen time and time again with clients where they'll say, can so-and-so be on the altar? And their ancestors will give a resounding no because that person refused to forgive someone. I just had a client like that. And if you have an ancestor that when they were on this earth, 
they vowed they weren't going to forgive a particular person and they left this earth and went into the spirit realm with that same mentality. They haven't changed. If they were petty on this side, they petty on the other side. I have said that before. There are also ancestors that are in need of healing from trauma. Those are the ancestors that are not ready for veneration. It's not that they're bad. They're just not ready for veneration. They're not ready to be on the altar. And so sometimes you have to work from an external point from the altar healing them. And then they may be ready to get on the altar. There are those that are still trapped here due to them not letting go. They don't want to let go. They want to stay here and protect or stay here because they they are afraid to leave. They don't want to leave their family. Now, there is a difference in the ancestor that is charged with staying here to protect. I have seen that. I have worked with clients where a particular ancestor has left here and said, I got to protect my loved ones. I see that quite a bit. And so there are concessions made for them. And they are part of the teams that are protecting. Some of them, and, and a lot of your ancestors go through a period of, I, I'll say this. When a person leaves this plane, I don't do divination. And I've talked about this before. I don't do divination and connect with them until at least six months out. That's because I need to give that soul time, time to acclimate into the spirit realm. I need to give the family time to grieve a little bit so that they can let that soul go. Because you can anchor, you can anchor souls here. You can grieve so hard that you anchor that soul here. So for me, six months is a minimum. There are others that I know that give it a year, but I give it a minimum of six months, especially if the, if the client is really wanting to make sure that their loved one is okay. So how you communicate with your ancestors can look different for each person. I have had people to say, well, how do you talk to them? And while you can have various ways of talking to them. I talk to my ancestors just like I'm talking to you right now. I literally sit at the altar and I'll pull up a chair. There's some people that kneel at the altar. Y'all, my knee's bad. I ain't trying to be kneeling on the floor. But I literally pull up a chair. I'll light the candle, the white candle to light their path. I have incense that I burn for them. And I give them fresh water daily. And that's another thing. Again, I, I teach a whole class on ancestor veneration. Let me say this about this, an altar. If you are just putting things on a table or a wall and, and that's your altar, I need you to kind of think about some things because there are things until you commend them to the ancestors. What I mean by that is when you put a glass of water there, Pray over that water and say, I bless this water, activate and anoint this water, glass of water, to be libation for my honorable ancestors. Because guess what? Water is a portal. 
Same way with that lit candle. It's a portal. If you're not blessing things that on that altar for your ancestors, then you're opening the door for other spirits to come through. Again, I teach a whole class on that. You want to know about it? Contact me. But communicating with them can be as simple as you having a conversation, talking to them just like you talk to anyone else. Now, what do they sound like? What do they say? I, I'm, I'm going to give you tell you a short story. One day I was getting ready to leave the house. And I had put on my jacket and everything. And all of a sudden I got ready to open my bedroom door and I heard, put your headscarf on. And I turned around, I was like, what? And I immediately said, okay, did you just say put your headscarf on? And I got a yes. So I, you know, kind of, I was obedient. I grabbed I grabbed the headscarf and put it on. And then when I got back home, I started talking to my higher self. I was like, "Is was that you? My higher self was like, no, it was the ancestors. Now, let me give you why. At first, I was a little bit like, was that higher self? Because I had never heard it like that. Your higher self is going to have a, a divine connection. Your higher self is going to sound like you, but a little bit more with a divine energy to it. Your ancestors sound parental. I hope that makes sense to you. Your ancestors are going to sound like somebody's mama. Literally, when I heard put that headscarf on, I'm like, oh, oh, it stopped me in my tracks. I heard it just as clear. I was like, oh, okay, let me put this headscarf on. And it was my ancestors telling me, again, they sounded very parental. It was like mom and them telling you, girl, she walk out this house with nothing on your feet, on your head. That's how it sounded. And so I want you to understand, for me, and, and your ancestors may sound different, but I do feel that the ancestors are going to always sound parental. They're going to come from a place of wisdom for you. So I want to kind of touch on this lastly because I want you to understand something about your ancestors. Two things. First and foremost, your ancestors are not genies in a bottle. I know y'all have heard me say this before. We, we, for those who have started venerating your ancestors, you think your ancestors can move heaven and earth to get you the things that you want. That is not what you're supposed to be honoring them for and venerating them for, for them to do something for you. Yes, are they capable? Sure. But to insist, and I've seen people do this, insist that your ancestors, you're going to get me my money. You're going to do this and you're going to do that. That is not what you're supposed to be doing. They are not to be at your beck and call and magically make things happen for you. Understand who they are and what they are capable of before you go demanding things for them. And let's be honest, build a relationship with your ancestors because a lot of us, because we've been taught that venerating our ancestors is wrong. A lot of us have taught, been taught to fear our ancestors. Our ancestors have not been honored. So a lot of them need energy. Again, 
that's a whole different conversation. But know that you need to build a relationship with your ancestors. By doing that, you will be more enriched in your life. And you'll have a connection to where you can just, you will be protected and guided in a way that you never have before. I want you to understand that the ancestors are here for us. And they can be here for us in so many ways. But we have to get out of our head these ideals that have been planted and instilled in us to fear our ancestors and to think that it's demonic to even have a relationship with them. I hope that I have imparted a little bit of clarity for you with regard to the ancestors. If you'd like to know more, I encourage you to reach out to me. Um, I probably will be starting an ancestor class soon. I'm not sure on the date. I'm waiting on Spirit to give me that because there are many projects that I'm working on. But as I do begin to open up the window for these classes, I want you to understand it's going to be a deep dive. However you spend time with your ancestors, I encourage you to do that. Know that they do love you and they want the best for you. And I hope that, again, I have given you a little bit to think about. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. Blessings. Thanks for listening to this episode of Focus Dimensions, the podcast. Let me know what you thought of this episode by leaving me a message. I look forward to hearing from you.